Welcome to Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Hello, Otterites. Welcome back to Snakes and Otters. This is episode 120. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. All right, Robert is here sitting in the captain's chair. And actually in a almost and, a captain's chair because he's in my recliner. And it is a comfortable recliner. It's a good recliner. It, it is. We are here at Studio N in the Nakatomi Plaza. Just yes. down the hall from Ellis, behind the waterfall. Yes, on the 30th floor. On the 30th floor, yes, sorry. Uh, almost got that just perfect, but... Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. And we're not, we're not recording at a table. We're, we're kicked back. We're on the couch. That's right. We've, uh, we've got the uh, laptop screen up on the big screen TV, so we can kind of follow along with the time. And we are relaxed. We are. This is probably the most comfortable we have been... Recording any episode. Yeah, yeah. this is, this is relaxing. I, yes. This is what I was going for when I decided to switch this away yes. from you have sitting at the table. Set the bar. So this is this is slick. Yes. I like this. Martin has set the bar because the, the long term plan, guys, is actually to dump this furniture in favor of club chairs. Oh. So club chairs would make it kind of dual purpose. It would almost be like home theater chairs. Uh huh. But then also, you know, this comfortable recording studio type thing. Okay. Nice. I like so, thing. Cool well, you know, it. I've got that space that has recently been vacated. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. Yes, you, you need to up your studio game in the same manner. Well, the, the problem I have with that is that while that is a, an excellent studio space... It would be good. It would it, be very good. It's in the basement. It's not in the atrium. And I really hate giving up the atrium. The view, I've not decided. Yeah, the view is nice, but the space and the comfort would be something. So we'll have to see. Yeah, because you know, our, our my I will admit my accommodations for the atrium are the most lacking of, of all of our setups. Well, you have to share. Exactly. Well, share I don't have to share as much. Yeah. So the puzzle room aspect is gone. Okay. Now that the boy has moved rooms and uh, the the middle spawn has moved out and bought her own place. Awesome, awesome. You know, with property owner, property, property owner. owner. Love I tell you it. what, she's a she is adulting way better than me and her mom ever did at her age. Oh, I mean, she's twenty four and she owns her own freaking home. Isn't that what we all aspire absolutely. to? She's to awesome. Do better she's than awesome. absolutely. A, a big salute to middle spawn. Absolutely. So, anyways, so and a boo graduate and a boo graduate. Yes. So she is. Uh, she's vacated. So Becca. Uh, the boy has moved into. Uh, I can call him Beckett. Uh, that's all right. Um, he's moved into her old room, and his old room is now where the mother-in-law does her puzzles. So we're still figuring out what we're going to do with the atrium space. And of course, the brother has moved out of that space, which is now the uh, open space that we will yeah. possibly use to, so, to do this. So the atrium could work. The atrium, it could work. We could make the work. atrium we, work. We you so know, an extra TV. And some comfortable chairs, and right? A, and a and a coffee table, and you can make the atrium work too. Yeah, the thing is, I have to run that all past Mrs. Robert. Oh, but she's wonderful, of course. So. She is, she, but she, she I think she gets veto rights there. Well, I understand that. Well, you have one comfortable chair there already. We do, and that is a great chair. It's a great chair. So you just need a, I mean, just a little bit more, a little jiggling here and there, and a, something here and there, and. Wait, wait, a little thrift store kind of deal. We'll have to see what we make can do. it work. It'll, so we've spent it. way too much time on our recording studios. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. Uh, but you know, those are important things to us. It's fun. It is. And, and again, we, we, we stress this that 
all three of us within the last what you've been there three, three years. years three years have all moved right to bigger and better things to bigger and better homes moving on up to a deluxe apartment in the sky oh, <laughs> as the Jeffersons my man, would say my man my man well done that's well right. done, well done. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love George Jefferson great entrepreneur George Jefferson absolutely yeah, that's right and in doing that we all tried to figure out I think okay when the guys come to record what are we going to do Right. Well, we had yeah, to figure it right. out. That's right. We had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, so boy. this is second week of the month, which means it's Code of Honor. Yes, indeed. This, you know, honestly, guys, this is one of my favorites to Captain. I really, because I love these. I love the freewheeling discussion that we get going with this. Now, being the, uh, the, the Captain, I can certainly do it this way, but the usual way we do this is one of you guys goes first and then second, and then I follow up, hopefully with something that will tie it all together. I don't think I failed that. Nope, I've had nope, a few nope. weak ones here and there. Perhaps, but no, I've but never. I think I do a pretty good job of, of tying it all great. together. They work great. I uh, think you're, so you do a tremendous job. What we've got today is a totally topicless week because last time we did Lincoln, mm-hmm. right? And I forget what we did the week or the month before. Hemingway. Hemingway. I knew we had two Hemingway. topical ones yeah. in a yes. row, yes. which, which, which appear occasionally whenever the mood strikes us, right? Uh, which is fine, you know, because topical is good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think it's a, I think it's a great curveball, uh, and it shows that we can pull stuff out of our rear ends from anything. That's right. So, uh, Martin, I think you are going first because Francis was still a little undecided, unusually. I have something now. Uh, okay. Uh, but, of course, I want to make sure I'm not, I'm not so that far behind. you're going to spring it on us since Let's, we did not hear this. You didn't hear anything about mine. Mine, right. is, it will concern justice. I oh, okay. threw that out there. Interesting. I, so, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good thing to talk about. And so about. Martin has his, which we've heard before the show. So, Martin, why don't you go ahead All and right. give us your quote. Uh, I always like going first. I don't know, for some reason that just seems to, to work. Well, you lay out a first, pretty good foundation. Yeah, first. Usually then, relatively short and sweet. Francis takes a little while to get to what his actually is. Most a little more build-up. Yeah, a little bit more build-up. A little more. So I kick one out, Francis builds one up, and then you take care of... Hammering packaging it all, yeah, it packaging right. it all up, and and uh, putting the the nails in the wall, the nails in the drywall. That's right. <laughs> Mine this time is an aphorism that is commonly attributed to Voltaire, and that is that's our man. Yeah, yeah. he's our man. Love, love um, Voltaire. That is, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. So this is. Again, most of mine are these things that I try to mostly work life, <laughs> you know, get to uh, or influence me in some way. But you know, in in life, if you try to make everything perfect and squared away, you're often just frozen. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, Paralysis. Yeah, doomed to failure, ultimately. Right. Yeah. Uh, a very good friend of ours uh, has, has... I don't think he subscribes to this anymore, but he used to, to brag about being a perfectionist and getting everything just right. And I always thought that was silly, uh, for mm. lack of a better yeah. word. I mean, unsustainable. It, yeah. It's unsustainable, and it, you know, even though... I, I don't know. I can't remember if I had been introduced to this quote by then or not. Uh, because you hear you hear this quote all the time. I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost a ubiquitous uh, quote yeah. in business and, and motivation. Uh, uh, and as you said in show prep, uh, nearly a cliche. And nearly a cliche. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, but I always thought that you know, 
why spend a lot of time perfecting that last 10% when you can move on to something else? Right. I mean, it's it, this comes up everywhere. It's in any kind of project or software development. There's always Especially the 80-20 rule of, hey, 80% of the people are going to use 20% of the features of this software. Don't worry about that last 20% using these you know, 80% of these esoteric features. Um, but it, you know, it comes up in a ton of things in, in your work life of, hey, at some point we've got to get things finished. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be perfect. They're don't, never going to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah. Let's get things moving. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I often talk about the books I'm reading. I've just picked up one off my shelf, Richard Brookheiser's, and I hope I'm pronouncing the Patriots' name correctly. I, Governor Governor Morris, Governor Morris. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, know, I don't know. How, yeah. Okay, I don't know how it's pronounced, but of course, one of the founding Patriots, and he's a guy who, at the Constitutional Convention pretty much took the notes. Yeah. And then when they were like, okay, we're done, now what? He was kind of the committee of one that sat down <laughs> and wrote this all out. Well, somebody's got to do the work, right? Somebody's got to do it. So, and the Constitution is one of these things. Is it perfect? No, obviously not. We know it's not. Right. There's 27 amendments, so obviously it's not. Not perfect. But this was very much in his mind... Again, these patriots influenced by Voltaire to a large degree, but it's in his mind of this isn't going to be perfect, but it's going to be better than what we've got. Right. It's going to be pretty good with this one really glaring exception. Right. Slavery. Of you know, slavery. Because yeah. Morris was not a, he was a New Yorker, uh, he was a Northerner, so the, the, slavery was bizarre to him. But. He's very much a, it's not going to be perfect, but it's better. It's it's really good. Let's move forward. Right. You know, and that's a great example because I think it illustrates what you're getting at very well in this sense. You reach a point, and they were certainly at this point, whether it was at the beginning or closer to the end of the, 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 the point uh, where this is a very real thing. At some point, they were... They were at that moment in time where it was either piss or get off the pot. Yes. It was yes. either we fix this in such a way that it's workable, not perfectible, per perfected, but workable. Because the the uh, the what we had before, the Articles of Confederation, wasn't working. Yeah. So And they recognized that pretty quickly. Very much so, yes. And yes. so we were at that point where we either have to correct it so we can move forward, or... We're all going to fall apart into 13 separate yeah, countries. Yeah, because the Constitutional Convention very much could have just collapsed. Right. And they and all had, could have went home. Right, and if it had, we'd be and said, to hell with all y'all. Yeah, to hell with all y'all. We're just going to do what we're going to do. But there were so many people, just enough people, that said, no, this we've got to do something better. Right. And the something so better it, was so important that they compromised on... Such such a huge issue as slavery, yeah. right? You know, because they uh, recognized that. Because they realized that there was no way to keep all the colonies together 
and main, without maintaining that for now. So, I mean, it's a horrible stain on, on our history in that sense, but it would have been so much worse... To fall apart. To fall apart. To completely fall apart. So, yeah, and, and when you think about Washington lending his considerable prestige to the project, and when you think about there's so many other voices of, well, but there's not enough guarantees of personal liberty and all this, and Madison saying, look, I, I'll take care of that on the back end. Yeah. Right, you know, I'll take care of that on the back genius. end. Yeah, but vote for this. Get this passed. Then I've got something to hang those individual liberties off of. Because if it's not there, it's gonna, there's nothing hanging off of anyway. Right. Like we talked about with Lincoln. If you don't save the Union, then I can't free the slaves anyway. Right. right. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Get the good first, then we can continue to fix and make better. But if you insist on perfection at the beginning, your endeavor is going to collapse. And, you know, this is... This is probably why so many movements do fail, is because they insist on the perfect instead of the good. It's the ideological is. purity test. It, exactly. Oh, big uh, time. Yes, you know, exactly. Uh, why, does a, why does any movement fail, uh, or a political party fail? The, the purity test is, is a classic example. It's like, yeah, if you, if you kick out everybody that isn't exactly like you, then you have a political party of one. Exactly. <laughs> and which, you know, it, it's amazing that our current two parties haven't collapsed for this reason because they, both are made of, of so many different coalitions. Yeah. And they're often at odds with one another. But that's what it takes to survive. I mean, that's right. why the Whigs collapse. They're but pretty much a one-issue thing. You know, they are, at least for now, to a certain degree, there's an ideological purity that is required. Yeah. Yeah, but even within in that ideological purity, it's mainly because the two sides are so far apart that nobody wants to be in that middle ground, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. kind of say, "Well, screw it. I got to be over here, otherwise my voice isn't going to get heard." So it's still it amazes me that that the enemy of the the, the good, the perfect, has not yet overwhelmed either party. Uh, although sometimes I think it's come close. Well, it's close. Uh, but but that's that's a great thing. You know, one of the other things about this phrase that I think is so poignant because you mentioned software development the most hated term for me in software development today is minimum viable product <laughs> oh really yes because it is at it is at the core the very heart which is what core means uh, in latin uh, core is heart uh, it, it's at the very core of software development today, of agile development the minimum viable product which means get that 20 percent out there yeah. That the 80% will use. But so often, nobody goes back and adds in anything else. And so mm-hmm. you have a product that's sometimes half-assed and doesn't do everything you need it to do, but it covered enough that it got you through the product. And then everything else goes on what they call a backlog. Yeah. But nobody ever gets to the damn backlog because they're on to the next minimum oh, yeah. viable product. Yeah. yeah, the agile development lessons and, yeah, and, the, and minimal viable product. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I know, too, this seems contradictory because we often talk about don't half-ass anything. Whole-ass, Whole-ass whole one thing instead of half-assing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> whole-ass one thing. Um, it, it, so I know it seems, it seems contradictory, but it, it sometimes you just got to remind yourself, okay, don't, don't be perfect. Make it good. 
and then you can always improve it. Exactly. That's the Constitution in a nutshell. Yeah. It yeah. really is. That's yeah. why there was a, a, a mechanism to amend it. Yeah. And Voltaire is, again, this in, in the English-speaking world, he's commonly attributed to this idea. But it goes back to Aristotle, Confucius. Um, he's stealing it from Italians. Uh, so it's, it's a concept in philosophy that goes back... Way back. Thousands of years. Yeah, millennia of... Yeah, get something good moving and don't get frozen by perfection. And, you know, I think most of the people who are in the trenches recognize that. That's why it's almost a cliche, because people who actually have to do the damn work yeah. or have to, have to deal with the consequences of trying to create the perfect, Yeah, they realize, no, I could do so much more if you just let me go off and do this. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm experiencing it at work. Uh, I'm kind of Mr. Fix-It right now. There's a lot of, uh, hey, Martin, this is all screwed up. How about if you fix this? I know exactly what you mean. My team at work is exactly the same way. We are almost a catch-all yeah. for anything that's not the core business. And so we do so many different things. Right, right. So it's many different kind things. Of, you know somebody's got to have the smarts. Somewhere. That's true. Not yeah. everybody can handle the stuff that we do. Yeah, fix it up and... Um, Okay, and then it won't be such a disaster, and then we'll move you to something else that's a disaster and let you fix that. Exactly. So, uh, I, that, that, that's, a, I think, a good good uh, cover of, of what you're talking about. At least, do you agree, Martin? Because obviously, yeah. Oh, quote. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, I'm definitely so, trying Francis, to hand the baton. Francis, let's move on to you. Yeah. Oh, it's me time now. Yes, do you okay. have your quote? Yes. Well, I do have my quote right here. Uh, it's, uh, it's different. Uh, it's one of my favorite people, though, and we've talked about him before, Robert Kennedy. Uh, we're talking about uh, justice. And it, it was Robert that we were talking to the show prep, and I'm you know, thinking, you know, what should we talk about? And he's got this really nifty little book over here of wonderful quotations. And, and I, you just kind of threw out, you know, you can be about this, 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 this. And the word justice pinged my ear. I said, okay, I'll bite. What do we got on this? <clears throat> and so, with that in mind, here's a quote. Teensy bit long. Shortest preamble ever. Yeah, yeah. Short, but meaningful. Here's my quotation. The glory of justice and the majesty of law are created not just by the Constitution, nor by the courts, nor by the officers of the law, nor by the lawyers, but by the men and women who constitute our society. They are the protectors of the law as they themselves are protected by it. That's good. I like that. Yeah, Kennedy. Keep like that. that last part because that's that's the crux. Of that's that's, it. A, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, the men and women who constitute our society. The glory, the glory of justice and the majesty of the law are by the are are created by the men and women who constitute our society. They are the protectors of the law, as they themselves are protected by it. You know the the thing about the law. I. Not an attorney, uh, of course, but I do view the law as something that ought to be above those who live under it. Yes. If that makes sense. Well, I think, do you understand where I'm Equal justice before the law. I mean, right. no, no man is above the law. That's no, right. Yeah, yeah, no exactly. one is above Everyone the law. Everyone is entitled to its protections and, all, but, and must, must be given it. But it's all of our duty to protect the law in the same way that the law 
than protect it's us. to protect us. That's what Kennedy was saying. Yes. And I, and I think you know we view ourselves as these cultural critics, this critics of this moment in time, and the law is often seen as an obstacle, an impediment to whatever goal there is out there. And it's not seen as something that's protecting us from the consequences of whatever goal is out there. Well, it's very, I mean, Woodrow Wilson, again, to go back to your, I mean, will allow you to swing at the pinata yeah, once again. Yeah, the he was candy. notorious for that. You know, yeah. he the, the, the Constitution in particular was and should be modified based on whatever uh, issue we find ourselves facing at a given time. Yes. Uh, he did not see that that is a protection. Right. It, it's yeah, a that limitation. Is, that it is... is it, it's a framework yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, you, which you monkey with at your peril. Right. I mean, Thomas More said this at his trial uh, when he was when he was told uh, by Thomas Cromwell, ironically, that the law was a was a light to see Moore's own wrongdoing. And more correctly, very quickly, he says the law is not a, a light for you or any other man to see by. It's not an instrument of any kind. It is a causeway to which, if as long as the citizen keep to it, he may walk safely. It's exactly the same thing Kennedy is saying right here. Oh, you bow to me. Oh, isn't this wonderful? It's a, you, well, you I guys mean, know I know Thomas listen, Moore. Listen, there's not every podcast on this earth uh, is going to bring up Cromwell and Moore and Robert Kennedy and Voltaire like all within ten minutes. Well, <laughs> that's right. But that was that's that is a exactly magnificent it. Thomas More. Absolutely, an absolutely yes. magnificent Thomas yes. More. The law is a causeway mm-hmm. That's right. for your safe passage through life. That's right. Um, and, and, and again, Wilson, they, Wilsonians in general, did not view the Constitution as a framework, a, 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 bulwark, yeah. a causeway. It was viewed as an obstacle and, to and, what I want to get done. That's right. And, and, Let's sweep this aside because I know best. There's, there's the hubris again. We haven't used that word in a while. Oh, I love the word hubris. One of our favorites. Pull so. it in. But this is exactly what Wilson is talking brother. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what he's talking about. He says, you know, those of us, you know, let the adults handle this. Those of us who know better, we can monk, we can mess with this. Yeah, all, all of you rubes out there in the hinterlands, you don't know how to live your life. Let us control, let us, let take, us care take care of that for you, which is, of course is a euphemism. Let us control you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one you know, man's which, care is another man's control. Absolutely, kind of like that. That's yeah, good. I just well, you, that's that the right thing. Out. You know, the law, so to speak, yep. has always been used uh, either as a tool for justice or a hammer of oppression. Mm-hmm. Not hammer in, in the, the Robertus Malleus way. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you clarified that. Uh, yes, that's yeah, right. A hammer as a as a as a form of punishment, yeah, an instrument, as Moore himself said. You know, exactly yeah, a blunt a blunt instrument. Exactly, and far too often, even uh, even the good is conceived of as that way, uh, and, and as a blunt instrument. So, what we do for a good purpose, as opposed to. Yeah. The ends uh, just trying to, the to lift up. It's become it's a blunt instrument that becomes a tool of punishment mm-hmm. uh, that often ends up punishing all instead of just... some must be sacrificed so others can be saved. I mean, yes. we've all heard a lot of those you know, quotations that go with it. Absolutely, and that is always some are above the law and mm-hmm. some are under it. That's right. Because Subject to it. notice 
Those who say those sorts of things are never any of the ones that get sacrificed. That's correct. That's exactly right. So, uh, it's very poignant. You know, and honestly, I think that works very well with with Martin's quote because I think I've got one that's going to work really well. Oh, good. We're hoping to set this up. They are, I mean, that's that's a pretty big bridge right there. A pretty big chasm to bridge. Yes. So, Uh, but before we do that. And it's pretty awesome. I mean, you're going to have to go a ways because he didn't just quote Kennedy. He then tied it to damn Thomas More. Well, I mean this this is mom, a really Francis bright spot here. I mean, oh well, oh I, yeah, I mean, all. Anytime it brings more in is a fantastic yeah, thing. Yeah, the only yeah. would have made that better is if you tied in Aquinas. He did more from memory. Well, I can do. Yeah, I can. Do That's much, true. I can that do was not memory, yeah. listeners autorites. That he didn't have that like at his fingertips on Wikipedia. That was from memory. Right. Exactly. The man. Francis of the three of us has the best memory for quotes. He has, he has a copious memory. Thank you for that. Now, granted, it's mostly tied up with Star Trek quotes. <laughs> well, uh, in, in full disclosure, guys, when I sit here and say, you know, some must be sacrificed so that others may be saved, that's Kodos the Executioner. Right, well, <laughs> yeah. Kodos the Executioner and just about every it, it, despot who ever Well, that's lived. right, but it's, it's, it's from yes. Star Trek, The Conscience of the King, which is an excellent episode. It is. It talks about a lot of this sort of stuff. It's got a little bit of Shakespeare in it. How can you not love it? Well, absolutely, yes. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I just love when we can bring Star Trek into it somehow. Uh, and, you know, Conscience of the King. Just, just to bring this... That's a great title because the conscience of the king mm-hmm. is so important in all of this because law and justice how it's executed is done under the conscience of the ruler right yeah Yeah. if you have a good ruler whether it's a king or a president or a dictator a good conscience forgives many sins Mm -hmm. both literally and figuratively well yeah uh, a justice department, if you want to go, go lawyer, it doesn't have to be one person. It can be you know an entire administration, an entire legal system that recognizes the value of justice and mercy together. Yes, yeah. I've said it many times. When given the choice between justice and mercy, I'll take mercy every damn time. Every single time, that's correct. Every damn time. Uh, as a matter of fact, Moore, uh, he was very much a proponent of that in that very he much. said very famously that Yes, he would give the devil his due, mm-hmm. uh, so that when he was when it, uh, when his turn, he would be given the same consideration. That's exactly it's right. It's not a quote. I can't quote that one exactly, but that's essentially the point. You give everyone their due under the law, right? For your own safety's sake. For your own safety's yes. sake. Yes. And that every means- every defendant has these rights because someday. You might be the defendant. Yeah, yeah there's prophetic in, in Moore's case. Very, very much so. prophetic. Yes. And that was something that he communicated to his son-in-law, Roper. Who That's where the quote comes from, is Roper's right. life of Moore. So uh, a lot of those good stuff came from that. Excellent. So, Excellent, John. You sensing, guys have some great quotes. Yeah, I'm sensing you want to take a bourbon break. Here. I do. I want to take a bourbon break. Well, yeah, because we can't. Yeah, otherwise, we're unleashing the Kraken, and you know, you're going to roll. Yeah, I can know that's right. We have to and stop we, now. We have to stop, because... Uh, if we don't... I think you guys are going to like my quote. I really. Oh, well, we always do, but yeah, we have a, I always I, love I, some Well, I think sometimes my quotes are a little, uh, you know, for you guys, they may seem pulled out of my ass. I was about to say that same thing. You're, you're going to say he's going to say he's going to pull it out pretty of his ass. It is. I do have an, an eloquent ass. My, my wife especially likes it. <clears throat> Good for you. <laughs> yes, because the alternative is too terrible to contemplate. Yeah, very true. Yes, very true. And yeah. the, my wife's the only one who is allowed to like that ass. Let me, let me tell you. Very fair. Totally fair. Well, there's a different level of like, 
that we're talking about here. You know. So, yeah. I mean, you can certainly admire from afar. Okay, afar is fine. Yeah, afar is fine. She's, that, that's how she's best with other people admiring my ass. <laughs> well, certainly, uh, you know, Mrs. Robert is, is entitled to that level She has of first dicks, most yes. definitely. So, uh, bourbon break time. Uh, since uh, last episode, the captain went first, so being the captain, I will go first go this right time. Ahead. So, uh, once again, I'm drinking Martin's uh, uh, Quarter Horse. Uh, which is such a great name for a bourbon. Yep. You know, we're mm-hmm. in Kentucky, which is the only place true bourbon can be made. Amen. Uh, contrary to what the law may say. Quarter Horse Reserve, OZ Tyler Distillery, Owensboro, Kentucky. Did so, we finish off your bottle of it finally? No, no, there's still some there's left. There's still some left. I'm just yeah. curious. Some for next time. When we do the next set of episodes, we'll, we'll definitely have, have some to do. I'm, I'm um, very, very happy to have you guys back here. Uh, you got to see uh, Wilson the Wonder Doodle. I did yes. He was all over Francis. It was. I heard. It was heard. delightful. It was delightful. I'm so disappointed I missed that. Yes, yes I'm sure you are. Yes. And Otter writes in case you missed it. Uh, Wilson the Wonder Doodle is our new puppy. He's gone from five pounds to about twenty five pounds. He's uh, he's as yes, soft. Yes, just for three months since we've yes, been here. Yes, he's soft as a as a cotton ball. Yes. Uh, and he loves people, and I'm sure he was all over oh, you, Robert. Was. Oh, he was. and Robert enjoyed the hell out of that. Oh, I did. Robert and I are dog people. Our man Francis here is not so much. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. But, uh, but for you brown coats, his dog is named Inara. That's so right. you gotta and, like that, and I, and I love Anar. She loves she, she's, Martin she's, and I. She, yeah, she, she loves she people she's too. Very, uh, yes. She's very, very subdued and mellow at most of the time, and very earnest and just a, yeah. a a good dog. She doesn't. I don't think I've heard her bark maybe twice in her entire twelve years of life. Uh, she just doesn't. She's so do energetic that. for twelve too. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she got Cushing's disease, and that messes with her a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but, uh, That's, but uh, she's uh, a great dog. Well, yeah. when you see, when you all see her, she's energetic because she loves you all. She just goes nuts. True. When there, you all there's a lot to that. Yes. Yeah, she's much more of a mellow dog most of the rest of the time. Yes, yes. Uh, Bosco is the same way. You know, when Trish comes over, he just goes nuts. Uh, just goes crazy over her. I come, I walk in the door. Is like you're back. Oh. You know. Oh, it's you again. Oh, we, we have we have a a really great greeting every day when Mrs. Martin and I return from work. Uh, now, now Wilson the Wonder Doodle is is mommy's dog, yes. so he does run past Martin here and go to Mrs. Martin. Yeah. But, but he does he is happy to see us both. So I have a similar thing. Uh, Bosco was supposed to be my dog. Not so much. Uh, he's he's really? mama's dog. He's yeah. a mama's dog. Well, yeah. Well, you all know that Anara's always been mama's dog. Yes, and has yes. been from the beginning. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so no matter well, how much she loves that's you. That's what Wilson yes. was intended to be. Was was so mama's buddy. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you have of it, I think the the the, the smoother it goes down. I, I think, agree. Uh, it's an interesting thing in that other bourbons start out smoother. Uh, I think this one, as you acclimate to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Does a really good job okay. of uh, of smoothing itself out for lack of, and maybe just get used to that that uh, initial explosion for lack of a better word. Because like I said uh, in the last episode, it really hits you immediately. There's a sting of the tongue that a bit, takes yes, place a bit. Uh, when yes. it comes on. Yeah, it's not it's, a bad thing. It's just very, that's just what it is. Yeah, very active on the tongue. Yes. Uh, even even with ice, it's active on the tongue, and you don't have to wait for the payoff. Yeah, woodsy, 
not as complex as a Woodford, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, that's good stuff. It's certainly not medicine-y. No, no, no. no, no. We have never, like we have never it, it done that. We've never found a medicine-y bourbon that we've experienced here on the show. Yeah. Uh, I think you've spoken of some in the past. Yeah, but, uh, and, and not to not to throw a, a particular brand under the bus publicly, but I'm not a big fan of Buffalo Trace. You've spoken of that, yeah. That's the one that really has, to me... That has I mean, a very good reputation, though. Yeah, it does, and, but it has a medicine-y taste to me. That's interesting. We'll, ha- we'll we'll give it a shot at some point, yeah, I'm should. sure, and we'll see if that can be rehabilitated or reevaluated. Well, you know, since the, the recording at my place, where we had the disagreement over the uh, uh, the, the Jimmy Jim Black, Black, yeah, yeah. Uh, and realized that there is a difference when you put the ice in it, that it really does change it. Uh, you know, certain maybe the maybe ones that are not our do. favorites, we need to revisit and try different ways. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's correct. Because uh, I think that would be a very good bourbon yeah. episode. We haven't yeah. done a bourbon episode in a while. Well, yeah. we all take the same bourbon and try it completely different ways and see. Well, and back and forth. And back so and forth, that's right. Yeah. You know, try it neat, then we try it on ice. Right. Uh, certainly, you know, we're not going to do anything where we mix. Uh, but no, it's, that's just something that's totally, totally different. Yeah, you know? that, that's, that's for a You know, bourbon. this is really, really, really now pointing us toward the bourbon festival in Bardstown. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's in because September, I, I wanna, correctly. Yeah, I mean, Barstown proclaims itself the bourbon capital of the world. Yes. And I'm not going to argue with them. No, no. Because I love Nelson County. That's where uh, I grew Fra- up. Francis's right. old stopping grounds. right there, yeah. Um, I love Nelson County bourbon. Uh, I love Nelson County restaurants. So And bars. And bars. I, I plug for... Mammy's Kitchen. Oh yeah, bar. Love, love Mammy's. It's great, uh, uh, great location. I've great. been there a couple of times, and I had a treat this last time uh, that I've written about on the blog, and that is the cornbread mafia burger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this thing, cornbread bun, burger, tomatoes, pickles, onions, and coleslaw. It's insane. It's insane. All of those flavors together sound awesome. I have a hard time with the coleslaw, but I'd be willing to at least try that. Yeah, you you've got to because is you, it finely shredded or is it a, a coarser? It's it's chopped up, uh, fine shred coleslaw. See, I could probably do that. You would like it. It's so you've got a little bit of sweet in the cornbread. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of sweet in the slaw. Then you got onion. Then you got pickle. Then the burgers. Just good on its own, right? Um, now it's supposed to come with Swiss cheese. I had to delete the Swiss cheese, right? My yeah. gastrointestinal thing. Um, it's just insane, insane flavors all together that work, and it's just it's just nuts. I've never and had anything when, when like it's it. Complicated. Yeah. It's good. I've never it's had anything like it. When it comes to flavors, yes, That's right. I would yeah. agree with that. So, proposal yes. for the next in-town road trip for Snakes and Otters. Yeah, we need to go to the new Kalins. Yes. Oh, yes. Kalen's yes. 8020. Yes. Yes. So it's where the old Kalen's was. Right. Yes. It's just supposedly under, the home of the cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Yeah, they invented it. Under new ownership. Uh, uh, a stone's throw from Boo. A stone's throw, yes. And uh, I've been there uh, on uh, Deacon Night uh, with the guys. And it was excellent. And you know. It's been several years since I've been. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's always been great. Yeah. Boo is having alumni weekend soon. Oh, yes. And uh, that might be a thing. We may have to consider that. Yes, I think Snakes that's an and Otters, idea. Uh, Snakes and Otters uh, return to Boo for alumni night. 
Oh, yes. Oh, wow. In victory of some sort. Yeah, oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, it's... Um, and I'm thinking about the... Uh, there's always a program of the honor section, the honors program. Cardinal, Cardinal section. section, yeah. That's right. Uh, it's now it's just called honors program, um, where the honors students present some of their work. And, uh, well, bring it on. Land pass. That sounds like something we may have to sign up for, gentlemen. Oh, I think that's an excellent idea. Why don't you get on that? That's right. Good, I, I good idea, a, Lord. The email and everything's right here. All right. Well, we'll forward that, that to us. Let's circulate that and let's let's try and make that let's, happen. Let's see if we can think that okay. through. So let's get back to code of honor. Transitions, huh? So my quote: You're gonna love. Who's it from? The Great Emancipator. Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. absolutely. Yes. So we're, we're hitting the, the biggies That's today. Right. So, difference. the best way to get a bad law repealed is to enforce it strictly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lincoln. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so awesome. He was such a... He, he's a master of the, the witticism. That's yeah. absolutely. That's right. Uh, but it's so poignant. So, now, before I go into this, let's... I, I meant to do this before I gave you my quote. So, Martin, yours was, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yes. Francis, give, just give us the money quote, because yours is a bit long. Uh, well, the you, end you, is you, the, the you important call part. me back to that one, because it's too complicated to be able to, uh, to pull to, out. To, to do my memory. I get that. I'm sorry. I should have uh, no, 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 okay. given you, you know, a, like, a bit of a warning ahead of time. No, I, I didn't, you know. So perfect is the enemy of the good. Don't let it be the enemy of the good. And right. And uh, the, glory of, and, uh, the glory of justice and the majesty of law are created by the men and women who constitute our society. They are protectors of the law and are themselves protected by the law. Okay. Protectors of the law and protected by I the love law that are the people. For, that's that's, that's that. the real important No part man is above the law. That's that's a good summation yeah. of yeah, it, as we it put is. it. It's right. yeah. uh, certainly, that's a far more poignant way to put it. Yeah, so, how does that relate to the best way to get rid of a bad law is to enforce it strictly? So, that's just actually a paraphrase of that, because to get a bad law repealed. Uh, so, I love that quote because... It, 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 it's there's so much wisdom in that first of all mm-hmm. because yeah. it's so true when we look at bad laws let's think of the big ones slavery yeah it was absolutely repealed mm-hmm. and the freemen were given the right to vote and there were certain uh, restrictions put in place to help uh, provide for them now granted it didn't work out as well as it could have after the first 10 or 15 years but the the foundation was put in place mm-hmm. to correct that right to correct those the, that injustice, uh, let's look at prohibition. You know, eventually that was repealed because it was a stupid law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, prohibiting something that everybody likes is just going to drive it underground. Well, that's very Wilsonian too. Let yes. us control you, which was you know right. Even though Wilson didn't do it, it's right around the well, same. It grows out of it that grows, era. Yeah, it grows out of that progressive era. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, even though it was Harding and his wife. Well, you know, in, in very way, in very many ways. Prohibition is a very fascist thing, to harken back to last week. Yeah. Because it was a way to help corral the morals run amok in yeah. society. That's what does it do? Causes them to run amok even more. That's right. So the, a, a temperance movement of any sort at its core is fascist. Oh, no, I just I just wow. did something generalizing that we no, yeah. we always rail well, against is well, generalizing. A temperance movement is something, the word movement implies people are doing it of their own volition. A yes. temperance law, on the other hand, is imposed, and that's where you get into the issue. So, uh, The imposition we... of, a te- of temperance. That's correct, that's right, so, which, which so, can only be done by law. 
Is or, I mean, is this a snakes and otters uh, position in favor of marijuana legalization? No, uh, not necessarily. <laughs> no, uh, it shall know, not be. <laughs> I, I am somewhat mixed on that for for many reasons. Yes. Not the least of yes. which is that the anti-drug laws, as they are currently constituted, have been largely ineffectual. Yeah, I'm not saying that we need to repeal all of them, mm-hmm. uh, but they obviously don't work well. I believe, yes, it's something to examine. Yes. I mean, you know, is marijuana a wonderful thing? No. Were were a lot of the original anti-marijuana, in particular marijuana, not not every narcotic, but were they rooted in in a racism? Yeah. 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 What do we do from here? I don't know. Right. And well, and once you've let the genie out of the bottle where it's legalized in some places, even though that's only the state level, yeah. Uh, you know, there it's still illegal federally uh, yeah. under whatever that provision might be. Yeah. I mean, it's still on the DEA schedule and you just, you know, they yeah, just they kinda, just turns a blind eye. So once just, you start that, I don't know that you can ever go back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. maybe it, it is time to legalize it and you know, federalize it and, and tax the hell out of it. Is it any more damaging than alcohol? The arguments for it say that it is not. However, I have I have, I have problems with any drug, alcohol or marijuana or any other that saps the human drive and spirit. And marijuana is very, very well, yes. effective. You can see it in the eyes of so many who consume any great mood-altering substance. Correct. It can do that. That's right. So then that to, that would imply that uh, getting rid of alcohol, because it is definitely the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and certainly seems to cause more harm and death than marijuana on its own. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you smoke a doobie, you're going to sit home and just, you know, eat potato chips on the couch. That That's your ambition, yeah. uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, certainly uh, things that ramp up your mm-hmm. so amphetamines mm-hmm. uh, things like that things that you know so you can make the argument that nothing that does that should be allowed well how, where does that stop because then you got to look at uh, forms of entertainment to do the same thing well i mean you get all the way to caffeine I mean, it's a stimulant exactly why is so it you legal have to be care- i think you have to be careful with those sorts of things because again best way to get a bad law repealed is to enforce it strictly <laughs> so uh, to get back to tying it to you guys. So obviously, yes. you know, there are plenty of bad laws. Uh, not all of them, unfortunately, have been repealed. But a lot of the bad laws do get ignored. Uh, because, you right. know, right. rather than repeal it, you know, we realize how stupid they are. Uh, yes. Often that has come from the strict enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, one time, women were considered property. And I've heard, I don't know that this is true, but I've heard that even in this state, there are still laws on the books that are just totally ignored that would make women the property of their husbands. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, any husband who, who wants to keep his testicles would definitely not try and get that law enforced. Yeah. Because it's stupid. Uh, on its face, it's, it's, it's an asinine law, and we've come to realize that. That's one that we don't need to repeal. Although, you know, it, it's a feel-good moment to repeal that sort of thing. Uh, not to say it shouldn't be, because, you know, it's... Why even have that on the books? But yeah. also, why take up the time to take care of it? So, if there's a law that is really bad, and you start enforcing it strictly, people will rebel against it. Uh, the entire, uh, you know, to harken back to last, last week, communism 
Yes. You know, it's been repealed in, in, in Russia. Uh, it, not everywhere, unfortunately, but it's recognized as bad yeah. by most societies, except those who are in control of it. It's the ash heap of history. Exactly. Uh, a 55 mile an hour speed limit, totally ignored. So now, in places where it is all highway, it is repealed and now made a, a higher limit that, you know, is also now ignored. Uh, you know, so uh, one state even tried to take the speed limit and repeal it entirely so that unsafe driving was basically the rule. But yeah. that was struck down because that was too arbitrary. Yeah. Montana. So, yeah, Montana, yes. I think it was one of the western states. Yeah. Love Montana. Hello, Montana, Otterites. So, the, 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 the perfect often is that bad law yeah. that we are seeking. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. we, we end up Pro- having the perfect... Prohibition is an attempt to perfect the human. Exactly. And it, it, it doesn't work. work. Yeah. And we've seen how that then becomes the enemy because it created, uh, basically created organized crime. Yeah. Uh, to the level we have it today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had it good. We tried to make it perfect, and and we screwed and it. Up. Screwed it all up. Exactly. And so we can see that uh, that's a, a concrete lesson in your quote, Martin. That if we try to perfect something that is goes against human nature, it's going to screw up things because it's going to be human nature to seek some relief from the drudgery of day to day life. Yeah. Not everybody experiences that drudgery. Uh, not certainly not the same level of drudgery, but there's always somebody's going to be seeking some kind of an escape. And the more illicit you make it, the more likely it's going to be sought out. And that brings us to Francis. Yes. So equal protection under the law. Uh, bad laws tend to tar the good ones. Yeah. It, it diminishes the law in the eyes of those who should be upholding it. Exactly. Exactly. It diminishes it. It can trivialize it so that even the good laws people want to throw out. Uh, you know, take the extreme libertarian movements. Uh, you know, we all have a bit of a, a soft spot in our hearts for that because we all chafe at restrictions. Uh, and some of us more so than others. Martin. And, uh, he, he's our resident... Uh, I have the broadest libertarian streak of the three of you us. Do. Yeah. And which is... I don't consider myself a libertarian, but I have the broadest sympathies with libertarians. Exactly. Good. And, and we, we all sympathize thing, with it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing libertarians ever agree on is there's only one libertarian in the room. Exactly. Everybody else is, is an extremist control freak. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> so that that desire to get rid of the bad law because yeah. it's been so badly and strictly enforced mm-hmm. has then led to let's get rid of all law, which is the danger that Francis is talking about. Yeah, because when you get rid of either get rid of all, it's actually both. You either get rid of all law, or you enforce all law. Uh, sometimes unequally is the problem, but you, yeah. you know, because sometimes it becomes so unjust that it does have to be getting rid of. But when you want to get rid of all bad law and or all law, then you're picking and choosing what you want. Because 
you're going to say, well, you know, yeah, all law is bad. But you know what? I kind of like this one over here because it benefits me. Yeah. Yep. And that's where Francis's uh, yeah. uh, situation comes into play. Yeah. Where some people are more equal under the law than others. Yeah. It's Which, like, you know, all the, in Animal Farm, you know, all animals are equal. But some are more equal than others. Yes. Right. That and four legs, good. Two legs, better. Exactly. Exactly. And... I, I think yeah. this is just yeah. I mean, I think you're so right. We're just we're at this moment of the law isn't respected. It's used instead as a dodge or a bludgeon, depending on your goal. Right. It's who you want to punish. Yep. And you know that's a very Western way of looking at the law. It's, right. It's punishment, uh, as opposed to the the Roman. Uh, you know, not like Roman Catholic. I mean, although Catholics do, because that's the basis of church law, it's set. You set the ideal, uh, knowing that this is what you're shooting. Yeah, for. that's right. And, and you do, and everything is measured how closely or not it, it you applies can get to, to that. That's right. And yeah. Americans can't wrap our minds around that because you know, it's like, well, how do you then? How do you break the law? And it's like, well, sometimes that's a little subjective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but especially when it comes to sin, obviously. <clears throat> but you know, this whole idea though that. The, the best way to get a bad law repealed is to enforce it strictly. Enforce it, and then everybody understands you can see it. how bad well, that's, it is. It. And the bad law is often that trying to perfect things. Yeah. There's a presumption, then, with bad law that the badness that's inherent in it is in some way self-evident. Yes, that's the, the right word. Well, and sometimes it's not self-evident, though, until you enforce it. Well, that's until right. you enforce I mean, it. it. That's, that's yeah. the requirement. That's right. Once you enforce it. Then it's that, it's that which was perhaps only partially evident becomes completely evident. Yes, and the, the law, inequality becomes inevident. And that's what bad law does. Bad law legalizes, in many cases, not all cases, I'm sure, but it, in the situations we talk about, it legalizes the inequality so that we tr- we're talking about prohibition. Now, when you talk about that, only the rich can afford to go to these gin joints. Uh, or get out of it when they get raided. Right. So the law is applied unequally, to use Francis's point. Or slavery. Or a lot of ways even marijuana prohibition yes. laws are... are, are uh, I mean, it's self-evident that, yes, these laws have affected the black community in a way that it does not affect the white community. And it's not because black people use drugs more than white people. It's applied. It's applied to them differently. It's applied inequitably, and therefore, when you see that strict enforcement, that maybe, maybe these laws are bad. Maybe there is some other way to do this. Right. It's not saying that marijuana is great, but it is saying maybe these laws are crafted imperfectly. Let's let's find a way to be good about it. Right. And so you look at that, you look at, at slavery and how that by its very nature legalizes inequality. Yeah. Right, yes. And en- enshrines it in the Constitution. It, yeah. Institutionalizes it. Institutionalizes it in a yeah, way that is that's the right word. Know, so incredible that we have to, to, to fight a civil war to get rid of it. And sometimes that's what comes of strictly enforcing that bad law. Just being black in some states in the South made you a slave, whether you were freed or not. And then later made you a criminal. Yes. Even after you were free, it's just you were a criminal, whether we you committed a criminal act or exactly. not. Exactly. 
So, you know, these bad laws, especially when you start enforcing them strictly, always end up producing unequal application. And then once that is self-evident, then you get a chance to abandon the, quote, perfect that you thought was perfect. Exactly. And maybe you can go back to something that is good. Shoot for the good. Mm-hmm. And then that then makes where a, the law can be respected by all. Exactly. Again. And and really, that's the whole point. The law is not should not be the bludgeon. The law should be... The causeway. The causeway. It should should be be the boat that keeps us all from drowning. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it it has to be both. It has to be the shield. Mm -hmm. As well as the spear. That keeps you safe, but also the spear that then genuinely protects the innocent. Well, the shield should protect the innocent, but the spear should be the the point upon which the the guilty are, quote-unquote, impaled. Not literally. <laughs> not advocating for capital. Uh, uh, capital. No, we, uh, we would call you Vlad. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, yeah, we're not, not, I'm not advocating yeah. that. Uh, but you know, I'm not advocating for the death penalty for, for yeah. all uh, all people who yeah. break the law. Uh, you know, it's it's a metaphorical. You're not Frank Castle. <laughs> exactly, I'm not Frank Castle. Uh, yes. Although he does have a nice gun collection. Yeah. Robert, let me tell you something. I've had two glasses of bourbon, but this is a very stimulating uh, discussion here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you did great, Robert. Well, thank you. I, I, you know, that was. I think it had to stretch that a little bit to get all the way around, but I think it worked well. Yes, yeah, you, yeah, I you've, mean, you've hammered it in place once again. Yeah, I mean, this. I'm just so. I'm so in awe of Francis here and, and what he's well, brought up. That's that's a. There's a lot of meat on that bone uh, to to work through. Yeah. And 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 Robert, you set a, a nice table and and gave everybody a nice slice. Well, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, when you're working with Abe Lincoln, it's hard not to, to do well. I mean, it really is. It's, it's so pithy and so so full we had Voltaire, uh, Thomas More, Robert Kennedy, and Abraham Lincoln. Did we? Did, anybody, did I miss anybody that we, no, we, we got talked all, about? Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's yeah. pretty amazing. All that's in the space good. of one episode. Yes, yeah. not bad. Yeah. Fifty-four minutes. Yeah. So. so yeah, we're going a little bit long. Uh, uh, a complete analysis of the role of law. In civilization. Yeah. Who else can do that in under an hour? Nobody, man. baby. Nobody. Nobody, right, man. We got this, man. We all over right. this. We all over this. Francis, what's next? We want to talk about justice. We're going to talk about one of the greatest bringers of justice in our American history. This is kind of a little bit mm. overdue. We've been... It's a Heroes episode next time. And we talked about Lincoln last time. And we kind of said, yeah, we need to talk about Frederick Douglass. Because this is the guy that really, in many respects, led to Lincoln finding and articulating that conscience of his that led to all the changes that came. Exactly. He, the man was brilliant. He, uh, he is truly one of the founding fathers of so much of the freedoms that we enjoy today came from his wisdom. We're going to explore him deeply next time. Enjoy it. We'll see you then. Hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes publish every Friday at noon Eastern. Spread the word. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And leave us a comment or review because that helps others find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Join us next week. Same snake time, same otter channel.